Hi, this is Tim Brown of 360 Family Office, and welcome to um, our podcast today. And remember, you can always um, find how to reach me at 360familyoffice.us or Tim at 360familyoffice.us. Love to hear from you and follow up with any questions, um, areas of interest. So today's podcast is on the, the today's interest rate environment, um, how it affects cash and fixed income in this low volatility environment. And um, when I think of fixed income, there's three critical tasks in my family's minds. They have three things on their mind, cash management for short-term spending. They also think about using fixed income and cash as a volatility buffer. I don't want to take any risk with these assets. How can I get them set up so that they make something in a significantly low-yield, low-interest-rate environment. It's really a big issue and a concern for families. Um, also, when we're thinking properly, the, they come in three. The three things have these three critical tasks go like this. Cash management for short-term spending, avoiding inflation. It, it erodes my purchasing power. And how do I apply these assets properly as a volatility buffer? So the answer is different for two types of accounts, taxable accounts tax-deferred. Tax-deferred is going to be that IRA, that 401k, that pension plan. Um, taxable is going to be money in the bank or in a brokerage account. Traditionally, tax-deferred would have longer term. Um, you'd go longer term with stuff in an IRA because we're going to spend it later. And then taxable accounts, we'd use shorter term assets. That would be things like money market or one-year short-term bond funds, those type of things. Um, so the 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 in decumulation, which is a lifetime spending plan, taxable assets go first to defer spending. So that we also, if they're going to go first, they would have a shorter term. We'd use shorter term kind of, uh, we'd match up shorter term kind of assets, money markets and short term bond funds for shorter term uses. And then for the IRAs and 401ks, we'd go with longer term, higher yielding types of bond funds. So accumulation it brings to mind the, the issue, which is when we're thinking about these kind of things, it's frequently in areas where we need money to spend. So we're spending our assets. That's called decumulation. In accumulation, we are in, uh, saving and investing them. And accumulation's a lot simpler. It's very straightforward. We grow, 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 and we try to protect our assets from taxes. As we convert our human capital, the, our ability to generate uh, money to financial capital, that money that's going to replace our current earnings. And so decumulation is a much higher level of complication. And you've got to measure taxes, asset locations, not just asset allocation. And the sources all need to be integrated um, plus our social capital. So we have to integrate human capital with financial capital with social capital. Um, and all of those things need to come into a comprehensive plan of how we spend down our assets over our remaining lifetime. And so the rule of thumb in lifetime income planning is spending lowers as age increases. That is, when I'm 65, I may be spending at one level. When I get to 75 or 80, my spending goes dramatically lower, and then it remains lower. We call this the retirement smile until... We get usually around 82, 83, 84 years old. All of a sudden, the spending starts going up as the healthcare um, uh, world takes our assets through doctors, hospitals, long-term care facilities, et cetera. So we call that the retirement smile. 
So um, bonds play a critical role. Uh, cash plays a critical role because those dollars need to be available to spend through that period of time. Let's say th- it's usually 30 years modeling uh, from 65 uh, to 95. And so um, how, yeah, the, the, the older we get, the more important this cash and fixed income planning becomes because we want that money set aside where it's not subjected to evaluation change. We need that money safe so we know how to spend it. And in our planning, we have a very unique approach where we break everything down into five-year income segments, and then we plan accordingly over those three years. So that's into six different distinct sections. And then we figure out what kind of cash we need and how to generate it over those each of those five years. But in any, in any, in any case, it's usually going to be that is cash and fixed income or is going to be about 70% of the assets. So this is a very big topic in today's low interest rate environments. Interest rates are, you know, if you get the highest rate in a savings account right now, we shop seed uh, um, uh, money market rates for our clients in something called Max My Interest. And right now, the top rate's half a percent. Um, at the in January last year, we were getting closer to one and a half percent. So it's been a dramatic decline. And so now, and and at the same time, inflation has gone up. The Fed's uh, thinking eh, inflation should be somewhere in the two point four range in 2022, 23. Well, that's the upper part of the inflation range for the Fed. After that, they start making monetary policy changes, and that changes they raise interest rates. They want to make um, supply and demand work for them to control inflation. And the Fed rate uh, range for inflation is one and a half to two and a half. So what happens, though, is when the Fed raises interest rates, the stock market becomes less attractive. So all of a sudden, now the rate of return that's expected from the stock market has competition from fixed income assets. The stock market frequently adjusts in a negative way. It reprices itself, as we say, and, and that's called, um, yeah, usually a negative. Um, it's repricing itself in a negative way. So um, when we hear the Fed say there'll be no monetary, no interest rate uh, adjustments until twenty twenty four, the data sort of in, in, is starting to say maybe twenty twenty three, twenty twenty two is possible. And that's really short-term territory. So everything we're doing right now, all of our allocations are becoming shorter and it becomes more difficult to find a return. And how do you do that? Um, uh, Inflation's highly likely. Monetary policy and government policy both indicate that uh, government right now is printing money. So they're saying we're going to have a big supply of money. There's never been more money in the bank. That's why you can see them offering us such low interest rates because the supply and demand says we got a lot of money here and, and, and no place to put it. And we've got these low interest rates right now. So the banks are paying very, very little, um, some, some not at all. And so uh, what we see is that there's more money than there is demand. And so <laughs> that's so. Pretty soon, that money is going to be chasing what little goods there are, and that's called inflation. And who's most likely to be affected by inflation? That is, money moving backwards. So when you hear inflation rates 2.5%, that means your buying power is moving backwards at the rate of 2.5%. Simple math says 
seniors, people on social security and pension plans, they're going to get hammered first. Poor people, they have a fixed or low income subsidy. Um, They're going to have their prices go up at the gas pump, at the store, uh, through utilities, through housing costs. And they'll have no way to respond to those uh, inflationary factors. So um, that's kind of what we're working with as far as an outlook and what's going on in the marketplace. And so our main collaborator um, in the fixed income space is who we rely on to give us guidance, advice, and to give us the direction. And so that's going to be the smart, uh, super smart um, women and men at Dimensional Fund Advisors. We use them for accumulation and equities. We use them because they're super conserv- They're more conservative uh, uh, in the fixed income spot than anywhere else because we use it as a volatility buffer. And so right now, we're shortening up all of our what we call durations, how long we want to go out there, one year, two year, a little bit three year. And we're using total return kind of ideas there where we're saying, okay, we're willing to go a little bit into um, lower rated funds, a little bit. And also we're working across the globe because we don't want to just limit ourselves to interest rate opportunities here in the United States. We want to look across the uh, uh, developed international marketplace. So we're we're focused on short-term and globally diversified bond funds is what we're looking at most commonly for our portfolios. Um, and so inflation bonds, which go out way out, usually, um, they have short, medium, and long-term inflation bonds. But those durations are a little bit longer than we're, um, they feel comfortable doing right now. Remember, as it, when, when interest rates go up, the value of the underlying bonds goes down. So with interest rates more likely to rise, we want to be in the part of the market where we're going to have the most safety of capital. Um, and, and so that's what the, the bottom line is right now. So what's our, what, what are we doing? We're going, we are doing some money markets and we're making sure that we use only where we can find insured money market accounts with the highest possible rates. We shop them and we find those institutions that give us that opportunity. Second thing we do is go with short-term bond funds and we use both global uh, and domestic ones. And we go a little bit less on the quality, very slightly, to, to try to get at least a rate above the money market accounts at, at the bank. And so in this environment, that's the safe way to build that volatility buffer. Remove the volatility of interest rates changing higher. And then and, and don't look to equity markets, which have been going up, as the solution, in, uh, as the alternative solution, because those would be affected by any change higher in the interest rates. So stay safe, go short, and and um, use a variety of different tools in the fixed income marketplace globally and domestically. So that's where we're, what we're doing in today's interest rate environment um, to keep those low volatility arrangements, low, uh, low volatility. All right. So that's my word for today on what we're doing with cash and fixed income. And remember, this is going to be posted on our website at 360familyoffice.us. And you can always drop me an email, as I said earlier. So thanks for listening. Talk with you soon.